Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Exodus chapter 30. Make an altar of acacia wood for burning incense. It is to be square, a cubit long and a cubit wide and two cubits high. Its horns of one piece with it. Overlay the top and all the sides and the horns with pure gold and make a gold molding around it. Make two gold rings for the altar below the molding, two on each of the opposite sides to hold the poles used to carry it. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Put the altar in front of the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant Law before the atonement cover that is over the tablets of the Covenant Law, where I will meet with you. Aaron must burn fragrant incense on the altar every morning when he tends the lamps. He must burn incense again when he lights the lamps at twilight, so incense will burn regularly before the Lord for the generations to come. Do not offer on this altar any other incense or any burnt offering or grain offering, and do not pour a drink offering on it. Once a year, Aaron shall make atonement on its horns. This annual atonement must be made with the blood of the atoning sin offering for the generations to come. It is most holy to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, When you take a census of the Israelites to count them, each one must pay the Lord a ransom for his life at the time he is counted. Then no plague will come on them when you number them. Each one who crosses over to those already counted is to give a half a shekel, according to the sanctuary shekel, which weighs 20 geras. This half shekel is an offering to the Lord. All who cross over, those 20 years old or more, are to give an offering to the Lord. The rich are not to give more than half a shekel, and the poor are not to give less than half a shekel when you make the offering to the Lord to atone for your lives. Receive the atonement money from the Israelites and use it for the service of the tent of meeting. It will be a memorial for the Israelites before the Lord making atonement for your lives. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a bronze basin with its bronze stand for washing. Place it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aaron and his sons are to wash their hands and feet with water from it. Whenever they enter the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water so that they will not die. Also, when they approach the altar to minister by presenting a food offering to the Lord, they shall wash their hands and feet so they will not die. This is to be a lasting ordinance for Aaron and his descendants for the generations to come. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the following fine spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much, that is 250 shekels of fragrant cinnamon, 250 shekels of fragrant calamus, 500 shekels of cassia, all according to the sanctuary shekel, and a hen of oil. Make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, the work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. Then use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant Law, the table and all of its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all of its utensils, the basin with its stand. You shall consecrate them so that they will be most holy and whatever touches them will be holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons 
and consecrate them so that they may serve me as priest. Say to the Israelites, This is to be my sacred anointing oil for the generations to come. Do not pour it on anyone else's body and do not make any other oil using the same formula. It is sacred and you are to consider it as sacred. Whoever makes perfume like it and puts it on anyone other than a priest must be cut off from their people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take fragrant spices, gum resin, anica, and galbanum, and pure frankincense, all in equal amounts, and make a fragrant blend of incense, the work of a perfumer. It is to be salted and pure and sacred. Grind some of it to powder and place it in front of the Ark of the Covenant Law in the tent of meeting. There I will meet with you. It shall be most holy to you. Do not make any incense with this formula for yourselves. Consider it holy to the Lord. Whoever makes incense like it to enjoy its fragrance must be cut off from their people. So first we read, make an altar of acacia wood for burning incense. That's in verse 1. Now this altar of incense, this is a very important piece of furniture for the temple. Uh, The Lord goes on to say where they're to put it and so forth. But the altar of incense, incense in the scriptures represents prayer. Now this is true all through the scriptures. So the altar of incense represents the prayer of God's people. In Revelation chapter 8 in the New Testament, verse 3, we read the following. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer along with the prayers of uh, all of God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hand. And so all through the scriptures, whenever you read about incense and the burning of incense, this represents the lifting up of prayers. And so the Lord says this is to be part of his tabernacle. You're to put the altar of incense in front of the veil of the temple, the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant, before the atonement cover slash mercy seat that's over the tables of the law. And the Lord says that he would meet with God's people there. Once again, he'll meet with God's people in uh, symbolic terms in the place of prayer. In verse 10, we read, Once a year, Aaron shall make atonement on its horns, the horns of the incense altar. This annual atonement must be made with the blood of the atoning sin offering for the generations to come. It is most holy to the Lord. So this is an early nod or reference to the Day of Atonement. There'll be more of that in the Torah from the writings of Moses. But this is an early mention of the once-a-year Day of Atonement. And even the altar of incense had to be sanctified on the Day of Atonement, as we will find later uh, do all the other temple articles or the temple furniture. In verse 11, we read about the temple tax. The Lord said to Moses, When you take a census of the Israelites to count them, each one must pay the Lord a ransom for his life at the time he is counted. Verse 13, each one who crosses over to those already counted is to give a half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel. And so this tax became the temple tax. In the time of Jesus, at one point Peter was asked, does your master pay the temple tax? And Peter said, yes, he does. And so Peter went to Jesus and said, you know, what should we do? And the Lord made provision for the temple tax supernaturally, as you may recall. But this is in Matthew chapter 17. You can read that on your own time. In other words, this temple tax that's instituted here in Exodus chapter 30 was still in play, still in force at the time of Jesus. And Jesus himself paid the temple tax. 
as a keeper of the law. In verse 17, we see the, the first mention of the laver, the bronze laver, reading verse 17 and following. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a bronze basin with its bronze stand for washing. Place it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aaron and his sons are to wash their hands and feet with the water from it. So the bronze laver was for sanctifying and purifying. It was full of water, and it was representative of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. It's the place of confession and sin and cleansing is is gone through, or the confession of sin is done at the place of washing, and the water of the laver symbolizes the person and work of the Spirit, cleansing us. In Exodus chapter 38, verse 8, we read that the, the bronze basin and its stand were made from the mirrors of uh, the people of Egypt. And so the, the mirrors were used to make this labor. In other words, as you approach it, you'll see yourself as you really are. And so in the place of conviction of sin, the Holy Spirit gives this symbolism as part of his person and work in each of our lives. And so the bronze basin slash laver with its stand is first introduced here. The sacred anointing oil formula is given. Uh, the sacred formula for incense is given. And then they're instructed to anoint everything, basically. Let me read the instructions. Verse 26, Then use the anointing oil to anoint the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant Law, the table and all of its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all of its utensils, the basin with its stand, etc. You shall consecrate them so they'll be most holy, and whatever touches them will be holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them so that they may serve me as priests. Now, friends, all of this anointing, once again, is representative of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you see anointing oil in the scriptures, it's symbolic of the real acts of the Holy Spirit. And so they anoint in the natural with oil, but in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one that does the consecration and cleansing. And every article used in the worship for the Lord had to be consecrated by the Spirit, and every person involved in the worship of the Lord, in this case, the priest, Aaron and his sons, had to be consecrated and anointed with oil symbolic of the work of the Holy Spirit in each of their lives and in our lives. And so, Lord, we thank you for all of this rich symbolism, uh, the incense symbolic of our prayers, the labor and what it represents, and the anointing oil and what it represents. Holy Spirit, we ask for your finished work in our lives, that we might see ourselves reflected through your eyes, Lord, that you might grant us conviction and repentance and cleansing. Consecrate us, Lord. Set us aside for your purposes. We ask now in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.